Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference. For more details on how to attend, that's outcomesrocket.health conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I really thank you for tuning in again, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast because we have an outstanding individual in healthcare. His name is Blake Margraf. He's the CEO at eFarmix. Over at eFarmix, they're focused on keeping the toughest and most expensive 20% of patients in touch with their outpatient care teams at risk-bearing health organizations. They're really focused by using their digital health platform to make this hard-to-take-care-of group even easier to take care of and to take costs out of the equation all at the same time while improving outcomes. He works so hard to do this. We had his co-founder and chief medical officer, Avik Sum, on the podcast, and I'm thrilled to be able to have Blake carve out some time with us on the Outcomes Rocket. Blake, welcome to the podcast, my friend, and maybe fill in any of the gaps that I missed in your intro. Thank you. No, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure to join today. My background is still relatively brief. I'm, I'm 25 years old, and my passion in healthcare started kind of paradoxically when I moved from true uh, medicine research into the technology side of things. Back in 2011, I wound up participating in and winning um, something called the Intel Science and Engineering Fair, and that, <laughs> frankly, it gave me the chance to meet folks like folks like you and have nice. conversations. I mean, you're surrounded by these minds at, at Medtronic, right? But it's yep. pretty rare to have conversations about things that are impactful, but impactful in a really scalable way. And I fell in love with the idea of spending every moment that I could working not just on making the world a better place for some people, but for as many people as possible. And jumping to the point, really, the two ways to do that are to help people live better lives or to help people live longer lives. And health is, uh, is two birds with one stone in that regard. That's so awesome, Blake. You know, you guys are, are so passionate about what you do there at eFarmix. And there's no doubt your leadership and, and what you bring to the table is a big part of that. What today in your mind is a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda? And how are you and your team at eFarmix tackling that? Oh, great question. So I'm first going to stand up on my soapbox for just five seconds. I think that a lot of folks cite AI as the hot topic of the day. And really, artificial intelligence, machine learning, those are means to an end and multiple ends, right? I think that the real hot topic, the crux of it, is data and specifically the rare data that enable those AI engines, if you will, 
to run in the most powerful way possible. So my focus, and I think where a lot of healthcare leaders should be focused, is on asking the right questions and then collecting the pertinent data to help inform the answers to those questions. That's why our team is focused on uh, not just all the data that we can get, but the right pieces of data. Getting the right data. And it's not easy, right? And so maybe you could talk to us about what you guys are doing at eFarmix to get clean data and how you're doing it and maybe some of the results that have come out of that. Absolutely. So eFarmix keeps the toughest patients engaged for a really long time, as, as you said. And it turns out that it's pretty easy to get most patients to answer a few questions once or twice. It gets much more difficult when you look at engaging chronically ill, especially polychronic populations that are not tech-enabled, and you look at keeping those patients engaged for months or years on end. And that's where we specialize. So Mm -hmm. by the numbers, eFarmix has more than 63% engagement for a full 52-week window. We're over 50% engagement for 100 weeks, so pushing that two-year mark, which is pretty striking given that in some of our populations, the average income is $12,000 a year. And I think very humbly made, made all the more impressive by the fact that independent clinical researchers have now shown that eFarmix tools drive real outcomes when combined with care management. It's not just eFarmix, but eFarmix is a necessary piece of that puzzle. And an example there, we reduce um, the hospitalization likelihood for COPD patients versus control by more than 60%, drop A1C for patients with diabetes by more than one absolute percent for folks starting with an A1C of over eight, even help get hypertension patients under control, moving about half of the hypertensive patients back into the pre-hypertensive state. And we do that, to your point and to your question, by not just asking all the questions that we could ask, but instead by almost sniper picking the right questions and collecting those rare data that are then relayed to the care team so the care team can reach out, use their clinical expertise, and inform care. That's pretty cool, Blake. And and so you guys have a, a very thoughtful approach. You're getting results. The evidence is is in the numbers. You've also been featured in a lot of different publications like Entrepreneur, Moby Health News, Becker's. And so you're definitely creating some traction out there and you're getting some attention through the process. What would you say has been one of the key learnings, right? I think as the listeners that tune in that are digital health entrepreneurs, they are going through the trenches and the peaks. And so maybe you could share with us a time when you had a setback or a failure what you learned from that and what you do now as, as a result of it. <laughs> Just picking one time is the challenge. In that, uh, uh, it's been at least 15 minutes, though, since my last one. So we're doing <laughs> I'd say a theme of failures, not only that we've experienced at eFarmix, but I think that a lot of folks coming in to try to be really good industry partners struggle with is healthcare is not a turnkey industry. Most enterprise sales have some level of complexity but I would say that healthcare has to rival the most complex ones. So going in and saying, we have this fantastic software as a service offering, we're going to throw it over to you, you're going to buy it, you're going to pay us money, then we're going to stay hands off and watch as it, as it delivers tons of value. That's unrealistic to say the least. So big failure is acting that way. And then, of course, the converse of that is by being really hands-on, by treating every health system as its own unique entity with its own flaws and opportunities we can help them succeed. Maybe a more specific failure, I think something that's, that's fascinating on the research and development side, is eFarmix also supports populations such as mothers on Medicaid, okay. breastfeeding, postpartum depression, and a number of other related indications or stages. And our first attempt at EPX breastfeeding, which was intended to increase the number of months 
for which a new mother would breastfeed her first child. That first attempt flopped. Saul, it was a blaze of failure. It was incredible. Folks (laughs) stopped using it within days. The feedback was that it was almost offensive. And we were applying all of our best design practices to this, right? We'd gone through the same. So we pulled back really embraced the patient-centric design mentality. We even brought in doulas to begin providing feedback on the product Mm -hmm. and finally landed on something that wasn't good academically or at least wasn't driven by the academic best practices, but was instead driven by real feedback from those new mothers and the folks who helped support them right after, uh, you know, immediately postpartum. And it was night and day. The engagement, the feedback suddenly became uh, tremendously positive. So that's such a great share, Blake. And friends, you listen to Blake's passion. You know, even when he's talking about his setbacks, he's engaged, he's all in. And, you know, this topic of high tech versus high touch, there's no versus. You got to do a little bit of both if you're going to really succeed in, in this field. And for those thinking that they could just throw on software and walk away, like Blake said, you're making a big mistake. So, Blake, I'm glad you highlighted this very common misconception that people make when they come from tech into health. And uh, it seems like it's something that you guys learned very quickly and you're implementing very quickly as well to scale. I appreciate that. Hopefully we keep learning it more and more. Hey, Blake, so tell us about one of your proudest leadership moments to date with eFarmix. We've helped a lot of patients, well into the high thousands of patients now across a range of disease states. And I think one of the most impactful moments was early on as a team, about a year and a half old as a company, and now we're more than two and a half years old. And we had just uh, closed one of our first commercial customers. And one of the care managers shot an email to one of our care managers saying, hey, I have some feedback for you, essentially explained that eFarmix had helped a patient who later admitted that he had given up on himself, uh, had helped a patient to begin tracking blood sugars, you know, really simple, just basic diabetes management, and had really fundamentally changed the trajectory of that patient's health by empowering the patient, which was our focus really is sustainable outcomes, long-term outcomes. But seeing that shift in someone who, frankly, had been failed by the healthcare system, not through any malice, but simply as a result of the the conditions and incentives that surrounded that patient, that was pretty powerful. I think that got smiles on our faces for a few days afterward. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you're impacting the lives of people and you're seeing them come through your system and you know that you're actually making the lives of folks better, there's nothing more awesome than than to be able to do that. So within eFarmix, you guys are working on a lot, right? You already have a lot of specialties that you focus on, but what would you say today is one of the most exciting projects or focuses that you're working on? Sure. So a couple of categories. One is really making the most of the rare data that we have. And that generally means we have an excellent tool for patient engagement and we're able to drive outcomes as a result of that long-term engagement. But the next two stages are predicting adverse outcomes and then helping prevent those outcomes. So a lot of team energy in the background goes to baking those capabilities into the product. For instance, we have a couple of publications in the pipeline that show really compelling outcomes, you know, meaningful high area under curve predictions with relatively straightforward machine learning models. And we, we, we find the right model out of dozens or so that we try that can even predict, for instance, suicidality within a set time frame for a pediatric Medicaid population or adolescent population, really, really powerful predictive models. So that's one category. I mean, it's amazing what you can do if you have the right data at the right time. The other area that, that's gotten me very excited is helping to make scalable some of those, as you would say, high touch elements of service delivery, right? So we have a fundamentally very strong, very robust product that helps 
care teams to keep patients engaged, but what can we do to go upstream and make sure that patient enrollment and initial engagement is painless, almost enjoyable for the provider, and mm-hmm. then go further downstream and deliver insights, almost management-oriented analytics to the economic buyer, to the VP or the management level individual to not only show that eFarmix is delivering value, but also help them make strategic decisions based on those trends. So that upstream, downstream, I'd say it's another form of vertical integration of our product and our service offering. That's got me pretty excited. That is pretty exciting, Blake. And as you look at, at, you know, you guys are focused so clearly on getting the right forms of data. What would you say a good thing that health leaders need to focus on to get that data and maybe not just health leaders, but also other tech companies, right? Like, How do you ask the right questions and how do you come up with those questions? Oh, fantastic question. So that cuts to the research and development approach that eFarmix uses, which I'm increasingly convinced is a very strong way to build a product, especially for a complex industry like healthcare, which is a combination of standing on the shoulders of giants, do the literature review, understand what's already out there, and then be comfortable iterating and failing and iterating and failing through until you have a product that's demonstrating itself and its value. In other words, start with the best possible position you can, learn from the experts, and then go through the process yourself. Embrace the experimental method. And I would say to folks who are looking at all of the data they can pull from their EHRs, all the way to hopefully potential partners such as eFarmix in the industry that are smaller innovators, lean into the real reality that you will fail 85, 90% of the time. And that only by going through that process until you have a solid product, can you deliver real value to your own partners. That's pretty cool, Blake. And what I love about what you guys are doing, while you're a young organization, you guys are so focused on delivering value and putting together those randomized controlled trials and implementing the solutions to your different partners that you're already partnered with. And it's so cool to have met you guys two years ago and now seeing where you're at today is just, uh, it's, it's so awesome, you know? So I appreciate just, that. You've, yeah, you've been there for pretty much the entire eFarmix story, come to think of it. And it's pretty cool, you know? And so I, I love seeing young companies succeed. And there's no doubt in my mind that if you guys keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep having the success that you've had early on. I appreciate that. So let's dive into the 101 course of Blake Margraf. This is where we this is where we talk through what it takes to be successful in healthcare through business and technology. And so sure. we're going to write out a syllabus using some lightning round questions. I've got four of them for you. And then we're going to follow that with a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Definitely. Awesome, Blake. So what's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think the single best way is to intelligently distribute risk. And I say that because right now, when you look at the perverse incentives that arise, they're usually there because either over a certain period of time or to a certain order of magnitude, risk is not distributed among all the stakeholders evenly. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? (laughs) Don't assume people want to change, let alone that people will change if given the opportunity. And when you're making clinical improvements, keep that in mind. I love that, Blake. Spoken from experience, right? Unfortunately so, yes. (laughs) And listeners, if you're hearing, this is all too common with new products in healthcare. Do not assume people want to change. And Blake, I'm glad you brought that up. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? So this one kind of has a logical corollary that's that's pretty obvious, I guess, which is make yourself irrelevant. As long as you're the one uh, making your previous self obsolete, then almost a factor you'll continue to grow and improve. Love it. Why and what is one area of focus that should drive everything in healthcare? 
So I have to say, we're almost speaking the same language here from Outcomes Rocket. It's, it's sustained outcomes. It's driving meaningful clinical value and thus financial value and not only driving it for weeks or months, but for years on end. And finally, what book and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners on this syllabus, Blake? So uh, Peter Thiel released a book that was co-written by Blake Masters called Zero to One, which, which stands out as, as one of my favorites. And I'd say in terms of podcasts, I'm going to go away from the healthcare side just a little bit and recommend to all who have not discovered it yet, uh, Radiolab, which I can describe as anthropomorphized science, uh, fantastic treasure trove of mental models and, uh, and impactful, memorable stories. Amazing. Sounds very intriguing. One that I'll add to my list. <laughs> and it's called Radiolab? Radiolab by Jack Awesome. Fantastic. Listeners, there you have it. You have the 101 of Blake McGrath and also some of the best resources in the industry here that he just shared some great resources and also we'll have the transcript there for you. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Blake M. Blake M. And you'll be able to find all that there. Blake, Great times here with you today. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you. For everyone out there who's part of a team, leading a team, anything, consider asking yourself and your team the simple question, if we weren't already doing X, would we start doing it today? And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the fundamental flaws in healthcare would at least be solved a little bit if folks were to ask that question. And uh, getting in touch is, is pretty easy. We've We've made my email very tricky. It's blake at efarmix.com. Drop me a line and I'd love to set up time or, or follow the company or me at efarmix or at Blake Margrath. Outstanding, Blake. Listen, this has been a blast. I uh, really appreciate the time that you spent with us today. Folks, if you haven't checked them out, efarmix, they're doing some pretty amazing things. So definitely check out the show notes. Click on that link. Find out what these folks are up to because they're really taking healthcare to the next level. And Blake, again, just want to say thank you on behalf of all of us, my friend. Thank you, Saul. Really a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.